Hey students, happy Wednesday. It's May 11th. You're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson, and Brother Wing. Happy Wednesday, Brother Wing. How are you? Oh, thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, that, I'm glad that you're happy to be here because if it wasn't for you, it would just be me here. And then our thousands upon thousands of listeners would just have to, to listen to me. That Then it would become hundreds and hundreds. Um, Brother Wayne, how do you feel about snakes? Like, have you held a snake in your life? Yeah, I have. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, are you not afraid of them? Oh, I'm afraid of them. But uh, we had a uh, scout activity, an yeah. epic scout activity once, where we went to these abandoned fish hatcheries. And <laughs> Sounds like a great activity. I know, yeah. it was a great activity. And we actually caught snakes and then learned how to skin them and make armbands and headbands out of the snake skin so that we could go to the scout camp and look really tough so that's what happened <laughs> this sounds like lord of the flies this is, <laughs> this is excellent hey one one memory too the sketchiest part of this is you would like supposedly kill the snake put it in this bag blah 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 then we hop into the back of the truck and it's night and dark and then you kind of get out and go to this other place and get some more throw them in the bag what we didn't realize is that some of the snakes hadn't actually died and they were getting out of the bag and they were all lined up on the edge of the, but we were just sitting right there and didn't know this until much later, thankfully. Oh man. I actually, I love snakes. My son is deathly afraid of snakes. You might, uh, you might uh, not know this, but do you know, fear of snakes and spiders and things like that is actually a learned behavior. And I mean, you're just not naturally afraid of, of snakes and spiders. So, I mean, just let that be a lesson to you. But today uh, we're going to talk about a snake that many people, for whatever reason, were, were even afraid to look at. They just wouldn't even, they want to look at that snake. Uh, and this, of course, is a story in the book of Numbers of, of the children of Israel being bitten by fiery serpents. Maybe the question that we'll explore today on Answers to Gospel Questions is, why did the people, why were they asked to look at a snake? And why did many of the people not look at this snake? And maybe we'll see some uh, comparisons along the way, some applications along the way for our, our own life. So set us up, Brother Wing, in Numbers chapter 21, what's going on here where this snake becomes so important? This is a very valuable story and they're journeying and it's they're discouraged because of the way it says. And so what they're accustomed to doing is complaining against the Mo against Moses when things get hard. They even um, forget the good part about, or sorry, they, they forget the bad part about Egypt and, and really only remember good things as if Egypt was a great place for them to be in bondage <laughs> and slavery. And so the Lord sends fiery serpents among them uh, and they bit the people and much people died. You know, and then the people are like, okay, Moses, sorry, you know, ask the Lord to take it away. Um, and the Lord gave uh, Moses the inspiration and, and by his power was able to heal the people uh, as Moses set up a brass serpent on a pole. And then they would, if they looked at that serpent, then they would be healed. And so um, that's the story we learned from the Book of Mormon that many people did not look which is because weird. they didn't believe it would work. So interestingly, it says, you know, because of the simpleness of the way or the easiness of it, there were many who perished. 
I was talking to a lady recently in my ward who told me she laughed about this story, uh, but I, I thought it was kind of funny. She said uh, that she was driving home late one night and she got a flat tire and she really didn't know how to change a flat tire. And so she she prayed and said, Heavenly Father, please help me figure out how to change this tire. And as soon as she finished her prayer, a car pulled up behind her and this this guy and his wife got out and said, hey, we see you're having trouble. Can we help you change this tire? And she's like, no, I'm fine. Thank you. And so they got in the car and drove away and she just sat there and had to call her husband to come get her. But I mean, her answer, the, the prayer was answered right there, but she's, oh no, no, this, this can't be, it can't, it can't be. So, so oftentimes it might be that, uh, that, that, that healing is, is just a, a request away. Um, and for whatever reasons we choose, we choose to not. So why is that? Why in the book of Mormon identifies because of the easiness of the way they didn't look. I mean, what does that, what does that mean? Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not a psychologist or anything, so it's kind of, I know some, they might have something to say about why, how we try to overcomplicate things and mm-hmm. we want a complex answer rather than a simple answer or something. I, I know in spiritual terms that we, maybe we're trying to avoid some kind of responsibility or reliance on God. Like there's, there's maybe feels a little scary to rely on God, uh, but God does provide some rather simple solutions that are oddly quite unbelievable to us. And, you know, if you read a bunch, if you read enough quotes about scripture study and calling upon the Lord and how scripture can really strengthen our lives and, and, uh, heal us and help us to avoid so many challenges. It's a pretty remarkable thing that we can use our eyes to avoid most of the challenges of this world. And, you know, that harmonizes with what the Book of Mormon says about this story in a different place. Earlier, I quoted First Nephi 17. Now I'm quoting Alma 33, where he says, um, Cast your eyes about, cast about your eyes and begin to believe on the Son of God, you know. Um, and he seems to be referring uh, to this very story, you know. And um, he says um, in verse 21, if you could be healed by merely casting about your eyes mm. that you might be healed, would ye not be healed quickly? Or would you rather harden your hearts in unbelief and be slothful uh, that you might not cast about your eyes and, and might perish? And so, um, we can give the Lord a chance. We can give him time in our day by uh, letting, like using our eyes to study scripture and altering our vision and our outlook on life as well to, to see him, see him more and let him uh, have an influence and a power um, in our lives. So that's what I was going to ask you next. Uh, it seems like, I mean, why a brazen serpent and, and why is it on a, on a staff? What does this, what could this, what could this represent? Yeah. So um, one interpretation might be that the, the serpent is the thing obviously that was afflicting them. And mm-hmm. now they've put it up on a staff as if to say this uh, instrument of death is now conquered, you know? And so look at this instrument, you know, is this conquering of this instrument to show uh, the healing. And so then now I'll quote a third passage in the Book of Mormon to comment on this. And um, this is Helaman chapter eight. 
And it says, uh, speaking of Moses and uh, says, did he not bear record that the son of God should come? And as he lifted up the brazen serpent in the wilderness, even so shall he be lifted up who should come. And so that in a way, looking to this brass serpent uh, and conquering death, this Jesus is the one that conquered death, conquered our sins. And so we look to him, we can be healed. You know, I love that uh, interpretation. I love that the thought of, um, of seeing the Savior on the cross who took upon him all of our weaknesses, anything that afflicted us, whether it was a fiery serpent or a, or a beasting, uh, he took upon all of our afflictions so that we, can, we could overcome that. That serpent could be replaced with any number of things that have afflicted you uh, physically or mentally or, or emotionally. Um, those things can be overcome through, through the Savior. Looking up, however, isn't always, I, I just think, I was just remembering this. Um, do you know, Brother Wing, that I, uh, one time in my life, I went to Italy. I went to Italy with my wife right before COVID actually. And uh, it was really cool. One of the things that we did one day that Liz and I did is we just started wandering around Rome. And anytime we saw like a church building, the, the church buildings, the Catholic church buildings over there are super cool. But anytime we'd find one, we'd just go in and see what, what was to be seen in there. And some of them didn't have much, but there was one started to rain. And we walked into this, uh, this church building and I read uh, on a sign that said, in that building contained the largest, contained the largest fresco in the world. A fresco is a, is a painting on the ceiling. And so we walked into the, the cathedral and this thing was incredible. Like you could, it looked like 3D and it was, it had been painted hundreds, hundreds of years ago, but the, and the painting was remarkable and it showed the life of Jesus Christ on this, on the ceiling and but I was standing there looking, just cranking my neck up, and it was tiring to, to continually look up. But um, one of the things that was provided in there that I noticed were there were mirrors uh, set up near the ground so that you could actually look down um, and look down at the mirror and see the ceiling above you. And so it, it made it so you could, could look even, even more. As we, as we are looking down at our scriptures uh, in the mornings uh, or in the evenings, whenever we're studying the scriptures, in essence, we are looking up to the Savior. So remember that as you look down, as you're studying, as you look down, as you're praying, you are looking up at the Savior and, uh, and that will bring healing and hope into your life. Students, we're grateful that you joined us for this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. Make sure that you share this uh, with somebody else. And let's get lots of you uh, young adults in this area listening to, uh, to the podcast and being affected by the good word of God. We love your guts, everybody. Stay righteous. Thank you.